We're learning this was Yitzchak Aaron and Miriam. We're starting the new Mishnah <coughs> today. The Mishnah starts Aroam Mokum Shenasar Bonisim Yisrael. Somebody sees a place where miracles occur to the Jewish people. Omer, there's a special blessing. He says, Blessed is the one who has performed miracles for our, our father in this place. Now, the first thing you can notice is that it doesn't mention God's name. It doesn't say Baruch Hashem. Most brachos have Baruch Hashem. We learned that that's, that's something that's a part and parcel of a bracha. If I don't say that, that's not a bracha. So the Rishonim are wondering, how come that's not in the text? So some Rishonim say, well, the Gemara is just, you know, dot, dot, dot. It's supposed to be there. It's just missing. But uh, other Rishonim understand that the nature of this bracha is very different. It's more like, almost like an optional kind of idea. It's not necessarily as obligatory. It's just general praise for HaKadosh Baruch Hu, And therefore, it doesn't necessarily warrant the shame of Hashem. Malcolm Shunakram Menu Akam, person sees a place that Avodazara has been uprooted. Omar Baruchsha Akar Akam Yarzainu, blessed is one who has uprooted idolatry from our land. This is specific to the land of Israel, and uh, according to certain, uh, certain ideas, Tosa's quotes, it has to be that there's a total obliteration of idolatry from Israel in order to make this bracha. Allah Zikin, Zikin, we have to wait for the Gemara to see what that is. Allah Zoa, Zoa, are earthquakes, are Amun, thunders, Rukos, strong winds, Brakam, lightnings. Omer, those, these are signs of God's might. So the correct blessing is Baruch Shekolcho Ugvuraso Maleolam. Blessed is one whose strength, and uh, also strength, another word for strength is might, fills the world. If somebody sees a, something amazing in God's creations, Alahara, mountains, gvos, valleys, yamim, big seas, Lanaharas, Almadbaras, okay, and big rivers. We don't mean you know, any ordinary stream, we mean a big river, something phenomenal, Almadbaras, or a big, big desert. Omer, Baruch, Oiset, Bereshis. So the, the correct Baruch is Baruch, Oiset, Bereshis. Some people have the text, instead of Oseh Bereshis, Baruch Oseh Ma'aseh Bereshis. It's referring to HaKadosh Baruch Hu's ability to create all of the things of creation. So when a person sees some of these um, amazing wonders in the world, then they say Baruch Oseh Bereshis. Rav Yudah Omer Haroz Hayyam HaGadol, someone who sees the big sea. Rav Yudah doesn't say which sea he's referring to. That will be the big discussion in the Gemara. Omer Baruch Oseh Hayyam HaGadol. He says specifically, he calls that out. Blessed is the one who made the great sea. However, the Mishnah qualifies that with three words. This law is only if you see it uh, from time to time. If, you, if you're commonly seeing it, if it's, if it's something that you recently saw, then you don't make that bracha. Now, what's interesting is that the, Gemara, the Mishnah only says that on this one, on the Yam HaGadol. What about the other ones? Well, let's say somebody sees a mountain. Somebody sees Mount Everest. So they make it, they would make the bracha bracha, but let's say then they go back to it a day later. Do they make another bracha on, on seeing the mountain? So it's hard to tell from the Mishnah because the Mishnah is pointing out that on the Yam HaGadol, it's only when you don't see it, you haven't seen it in some time. But what about on the rest of them? So most of the Bishonim understand that these three words of the Mishnah reflect back on all of the Ma'aseh that we have said. Regarding rain, or when a person hears good news, you say, Blessed is the one who does good, and again, he's good to others. When you hear bad news, you recognize the true justice of HaKadosh Baruch God is the true judge. But a person builds a new home, a person acquires new Caleb. There's a bracha of Shech which is required. There's much discussion about the correct timing for the bracha. The Mishnah seems to imply it's about the building of the home and the acquiring of the, of the, new, of the new clothes, not specifically to having enjoyment from them. At that point, it sounds like from the Mishnah, there's a bracha of Shech that is recited. 
So they will discuss this more in the Gemara. We're not really going to understand this now. But the, the point the Mishnah is trying to make is that this idea, we said you make a brachan bad and brachan good. What if it's not so black and white? What about a, a bad that could bring to a good? You could still make a brach of dying MS. Even if it's even if it could theoretically come to a bad to come to a good, but if in and of itself it's a bad thing, you save our dynamis. And the inverse is true as well. If it's a good thing which may theoretically bring eventually to something bad, you still have a brach of atov But again, the circumstances that we're talking about have to be defined, and we'll see that in the Gemara. Hatsoik Lishavar, somebody cries out, somebody who davens for something that has already occurred, Harizvitfilashov. That's considered wasting his time. It's There's a negative connotation with that. So, for example, he says, embarrassed if one's wife is pregnant. For Omer and he prays to Hashem, he writes Please, I want a, I want a boy. That's worthless because the the fetus is already inside. If a person is coming on the road, he's traveling. He's almost inside. He hears screaming coming from the city. For Omer, he says, he writes I hope that that screaming is not my house. So he says, That's filashav because again, it's already occurring. So what, what, what should a person say? The people who are screaming should be saved or something like that. That's not a Tila Shav. That makes sense. Says the Mishnah, once you mention coming into a city, you mention an idea that someone who comes into a city, it makes sense that there are two tefillahs, one when he comes into the city and one when he leaves the city. When he comes into the city, Rashi says he's davening that he comes in in peace. When he leaves, he's davening that he leaves in peace. And Azi Omar Arba, there's actually four. Two when he comes in, two when he comes out. Because he knows in Adal Sha'avar, but Surah Kala he thanks Hashem for the past and he davens for the future. So at each interval, he does that. When he comes in, he thanks Hashem for the past and he and he davens for the future, and then when he leaves, he thanks Hashem for the past, what happened in the city, and he davens for the future um, at that point. Says the Mishnah, So once we discuss this concept of dying to Emes, we said that there's a specific bracha for thanking Hashem for bad news. So, so where do we get such a concept from? A person is obligated to bless Hashem for the bad, the same way that he does it for the good. It's, it says you should love Hashem with all your heart. And then it says, V'chol na'avshachah with all your soul. V'chol mi'odachah. So we're going to look at the, we'll analyze these words. V'chol na'avshachah with all of your heart. What does it mean, all of your heart? B'shnei yitzrecha. Yitzrecha tov v'yitzrecha You have to thank Hashem with both of your yitzrecha. Your good inclination and your evil inclination as well. What does that mean, to thank Hashem with your yitzrecha? It doesn't say. And that's not our focus, but uh, it is mentioned here. What is the concept? Something very interesting to think about. To thank Hashem with with all of your soul, you have to thank Hashem even in the extent, you have to love Hashem even in the extent that uh, He's taking away your life. This is the source that Avodah Zarah is a hard Yavar, that for idolatry a person has to give up their life. This is the source in the Torah. It says, to love Hashem, with all of your soul, you have to still love Hashem even more, and that's why we don't uh, do idolatry even if our life is threatened. Without, this is the word we want. So one shot is, with all your money, use all of your assets to love Hashem. With whatever mido, with whatever attribute God is, is is measuring out to you, or whatever it seems to be weighed out to you in life, having modelo, we should be thanking Hashem. So this drasha is the what is the source for 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 a bracha al hara, and that's why we're quoting this. Now we mentioned something doesn't seem directly related at all. It's hard to understand exactly why. It comes in. It says, It used to be the entranceway to the Temple Mount. It's from the east. You know, much like the exact opposite side of Jerusalem that we go, we go to the Kotel today. So there was the eastern side, and then you would go all the way up the mountain. So anything that's opposite the eastern mountain is considered facing Hashem. 
So if you're if you're if, if you're in the place that's open right to Hashem, you're facing it. It's opposite the, the eastern gate. A person shouldn't be yekel adam. Yekel adam means to be kalas rosh, a lightheaded activity. So whatever something like that is, so something you shouldn't describe. Even let's say I'm being naked or something like something like that. A person shouldn't do that. Keneged the shar hamizrak, which is mechuvin keneged based called the sheikadosh. That's all opposite the gate. Below you the harbais when you're actually going to the harbais itself. You shouldn't come in makla with his staff and all with his shoes. But pundiko. A money belt, glove. He should be careful that his feet don't. He doesn't bring in dust with him. Well, yeah, We'll see in the Gemara that means you're not allowed to make it into a shortcut. Certainly, one is not allowed to spit there. So there are many laws of, of more respect that a person has to have for the cover of the base of mikdash. In fact, it's really in, from the sources from the Torah. Mikdashi tirau that a person has to fear the place of Hashem's mikdash. And we'll discuss more of the parameters in the Gemara. Kochos may brachos mikdash hayu omrim ad haolam. So they used to have a very unique way of making brachos in the base of mikdash. They didn't just say brachat Hashem elokim al haolam. Actually, they used to say brachat Hashem elokei Yisrael ad haolam, and that's what they used to say. So what does it mean ad haolam until until the world? So they meant in that that Hashem is blessed not only here but Hashem will be blessed until the world to come. That was the meaning of the bracha. And then everyone would respond, you know, that's how they used to do brachos in the base of Mikdash. However, what happened was, the Tzedukim started making problems. Because the Tzedukim, you know, their, their level of belief was much less. And the world to come is something specifically which was a big issue. Because it's not explicit in text. The world to come is something which really is not outlined clearly for us in the Torah. So the Tzedukim made it. You see that the rabbis themselves only believe in one world. They say God's name should be blessed until the world. So it sounds like there's only one world. There's no world to come. They amended the tax, they would say, from the world until the world. So clearly there's a reference to two worlds there, from this world until the world to come. That was one thing that they instituted. And a second institution, they said, that a person should greet his friend, Davka, using Hashem's name. Hashem said, you would think maybe it's using God's name in vain, to greet your friend you know, just by using God's name. No, we say that's not the case. It's actually a good thing to use Hashem's name as a way of greeting friends. What is the source? Boaz, Megillah's Rosh, and if you need Boaz, Boaz was coming from Beislachem, and he finds his men. Hashem Imachem, he says, God, he uses God's name, Hashem should be with you. We give another source, Hashem Imcha, Kibor HaChayov, Omer, fine. So we see all these sources where people are, are, are using Hashem's name to greet others. Some of the Rishonim point out that that's even a concept of like something like Shalom Aleichem comes from, because Shalom Aleichem is a, is the name of Hashem. Shalom is the name of God. So this is the idea of what the Mishnah is saying, that, 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 that uh, greeting should be specifically using Hashem's name. Now the Mishnah says, don't think this is you know, some old tradition. We shouldn't have abandoned it just because your mother is old, which is a way of saying a sense of value to tradition. So even though this might seem like a funny minute to use Hashem's name, you know, this is something that's part and parcel and we should be doing this. It's time to do for Hashem. We abandon the Torah. What does that mean? At the time when it's a need to do for Hashem, one can even abandon the Torah to a certain regard. And the, the Mishra seems to be using that very difficult concept as, an illustra- as being illustrated here. That using Hashem's name to greet people is not really so respectful to Hashem and it really is using Hashem's name for no reason. Really, we're not supposed to be doing that. But sometimes we're involved to the words of Torah to do, to do for Hashem. So this is the Ratzon of Hashem. Hashem says, Rashi says, shalom to seek peace, to seek peace. We got to chase peace down. So using Hashem's name to greet somebody else is a way of chasing peace. And that's specifically, even though it seems to be abandoning the Torah, but it's able to be done for the greater will of doing Hashem, of, 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 of doing what Hashem wants. 
Says the Gemara, Minohani Mili. How do we know? Now I'm going back on the opening line of the Mishnah. How do we know that we think Hashem in places that Nisim have happened? So Amar Biokonon to Amar Krav and Yisro came by Yomar Hashem, Arach Hashem Asher Hitzel. So this is the Gemara saying that the Gemara references all the ways that Yisro was the first person in the, in the Torah to say Baruch Hashem, and he was the pasuk says that he said the Baruch Hashem when they heard it. We were discussing all the Nisim that had happened. So Baruch Hashem that Yisro said was the source that when one revisits, so to speak, the Nisim. In the literal sense and the figurative sense, there was more figurative. They weren't going to a new place, but they were discussing it. They were visiting the Nisim that happened that a person should make a bracha. So the Gemara says, Anisa the Rabbim of Archinon. It sounds like for Anis that happened to the public, for Kal Yisrael, you make a bracha. Anisa the Yachad, Lom of Archinon. But is it true, the implication that a private Nis, if a person has a private Nis that occurs and he revisits the spot, he doesn't make a bracha? There was once a person, also Ba'avar. Mina and Nafal Arya, there was a lion that just descended upon him. Isavala Nisa Nase happened to you not something he was safe in the lion. So Nase, also the Kameh to Rava Vamale, Rava told him, Kol Amos Matas also, whenever you revisit that spot, Barich, Barosh Asli Nase Bamakamazet. You should say Barosh Asli Nase Bamakamazet. So there is such a bracha. The Gemara gives another term, Marbury, Davina Kalazo, Bepixo, the Arvis. Vitzach Lamai, he desperately needed water. Savala Nisa, a Nase occurred, Ivila Ena Demaya, somehow a well of water just appeared. The Ishtin, he was able to drink. Suzim Nachada, there was another time, the same person, Marbari de Ravina. Habakazel, Briska de Machuza, he's going on the streets of Machuza where the bridge is there. The streets, Rashi says, in the in like the marketplace of Machuza. But off all Gamra Pritza, Ashisa So what happened? This wild camel just falls on him, like descends upon him. And there. Isparkle Ashisa, Rashi says that a wall fell down. He was able to be saved because there was a wall right into the house that had fallen down. He was able to go into the house and be saved. Uh-huh. So he came when he went to Arvos, the first one, with the nays that water came to him. And the camel. So it's very interesting. He had two nisim happened to him. One nisim happened to him was the water. One nisim that happened to him was the wall coming down. He was able to be saved from the camel. It sounds like whenever he would get to one of the two spots, he would thank Hashem for both. Just an interesting practice. In other words, you would say, whenever you get to the spot that one day happened, think for that one, you have that one. Now, he had like two great Nisim, and it almost sounds like from the Gemara that that one happened. When you get to either one of the two spots, you think Hashem for both. That's something that the post can talk about. They struggle with that. Where, where, where we got that one from? But then, no, that was a separate person. That wasn't the same person. Oh, oh, okay. So anyways, so the bottom line is, is that the Gemara is saying, we seem to see from here that there is a bracha on a private Nase. A private Nase has a... Has a bracha as well. So the Gemara is saying, why are we dafka saying, why are we dafka saying the, the a nace that happened to Kalah Yisrael, even a private nace also we should make a bracha? So the Gemara answers, Amri, Anisa de Rabbim, Kuleyama, Machayab, Lebruchin. On a nace that's for the Rabbim, everybody is supposed to make a bracha. Anisa de Yachid, Iu Chayab, Lebruchin. On a private nace, only the individual has to make a bracha. So a Mishnah wasn't speaking about the private things. The private things are not a conflict to the Mishnah. The Mishnah was saying, if you get to a place where a nace happened to Kalah Yisrael, to everybody, then you say that any, any person in Kalah Yisrael ever gets to that spot, again in Jewish history, is supposed to make a bracha. But, 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 but then there's another thing the Mishnah wasn't referring to. If someone had a private nace happen to them, then when they personally get back to that spot, then, then again, the truth is that they make a bracha as well. Says the Gemara. So now we discuss some of the places that Nisim happened to Kalah Yisrael. Taner Abonim was taught in a prize, Someone sees the place with the crossings of the sea. Ma'avros the places where the Jews crossed the Yardin. Ma'avros Nachli Arnon. The places where the Jews crossed the, um, the, the Nachal of Arnon. We'll discuss what that is. Avne al Gabish. We'll discuss that. Bamarad Baschorim. So that was 
something about the times of Yeshua, well, but we have to see exactly what the nace is. Um, the stone, someone sees the stone that Og the Melech HaBashan wanted to throw upon the Jews. The Gemara is going to analyze each of these. The stone that Moshe Rabbeinu sat on at the time when Yehoshua did the war with Amalek. It's an interesting thing. It seems like that was the, that was the object of the nace. Even though that wasn't the nace, the nace is the war. Moshe was on top of the mountain. But the rock is associated with the nace. So if Moshe, if anyone sees the rock that Moshe sat on, there's a special bracha that is made for that. Ve'ishto uh, shalot, someone who sees wife's, wife's, uh, Lot's wife, that she turned into a pillar of salt. So if somebody, somebody sees the pillar of salt, somebody sees the wall of Yericho, which was swallowed in its place. We'll discuss that. So the Mishnah, the, the Gemara just gave a whole group of, 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 of Nisan. So Al-Kulan and any one of those, A person has to think and praise that Kaddish Baruch. So now the Gemara goes through them one by one. The crossing is of the sea. That's a reference to Kriyas Yamsaf. The Chesiv, says in the Pasuk, The Jews cross within the sea to dry land. So if anyone goes back to see the Red Sea, so then uh, the answer, so, 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 so then there's a bracha that's made. In the crossing of the Yardin, this is when the Jews are entering into Israel with Yoshua. It says that the Kohanim, those who, who bear the Aaron, are standing on the dry land. All the Jews were passing through the dry land. Until the entire nation completed to cross the Yardin. So obviously we see that that was a miracle that occurred there as well. What in the world is this thing, the crossing of the, of the valleys of Arnon? What in the world are we, is that a reference to? So the Gemara quotes a Pasuk. Pasuk, where is this? From Chukas. So it should be said, Hashem So it's a Pasuk, it's very strange. The literal shot in the Pasuk is very odd. It's said in the, in the book of the Mohammed, Hashem Arnon. What is that Pasuk talking about? So the Gemara explains, Tana, S and Hav, Besofa. What does that mean? S, Vahe, Besofa, Shnei There were two people. One whose name was S, and one whose name was Hav. And they were walking behind the Jews. Why? Because they were Mitzorahim. They had leprosy. And the law is that someone with Saras is not allowed to be in the camp. So S and Hav were walking behind the Jews. Hamalchum, Besof, Machane, Yisrael. Kikachalfi, Yisrael. When the Jews had passed, also Amorites, the Amorites came. Avdi Lahon Nikirusa. So it sounds like we're saying they were like these caves, Rashi explains, that they were that, that, that were in the mountains because as they were passing by Arnon, Arnon, there was a valley, a very deep valley, which was between two huge mountains, and the Jews had to go through this narrow passageway between the two mountains in this in this in this valley. And the Maram were making these hideouts in these caves inside of the mountains, and they had a bad plan. They were hiding there, but and they were hiding in there. Amri, they said, When the Jews pass by here, not till known. We'll kill them. We'll throw stuff at them. We're going we're gonna to ambush them there. They're hiding in the caves. But the Amorites were very mistaken. They weren't aware. The Aaron of the The Aaron used to travel, it says, I think three days ahead of the Jewish people. They used to flatten all the mountains in front of them. So though it seemed that the Jews had to go on this narrow route that would cross in the valley between the two mountains, the truth was that they didn't. The truth was that the Aaron was going to come and, uh, and flatten the whole thing for them. But the Amorites were not aware of this. So they went to hide inside the crevices, inside the caves of the mountains. 
Kivan the Asa Aram and the Aram came Idwikutura Bahadi Adadi, the mountains get smashed against each other like flattened. The Katluna, and it, obviously it killed all the Amarits, it destroyed them. Now the Jews were completely unaware of this because while it was flattened, it was just it was just they were crossing through. But after the mountains came back up alright, all of their blood, after the mountains stood back up right after the Jews passed, all of the blood from the Amorites was flowing down into the valley. So Kiasu Es and Vahav, when after the Jews had camped and they marched forward, now Es and Hav, who are traveling behind the camp, are catching up and they're now passing through the valley. Chazu Dama, they saw all of this blood, the Kanafik which was coming out from between the mountains. So Asu Va'amrul Israel, Es and Hav came and they told the Jews, you know what in the world just occurred? For Amru Shira, everyone was able to sing Shira, Shiksiv, Asher Nachalim, Asher Natula Shavas, Ervanishan, the Gavul Moav. So we interpret that Pasuk to be a reference uh, to this to this miracle which occurred right by the, the boundary of Moab in the valley where everything where these people were trying to, uh, Rashi like interprets it word for word, that Asher Natal Ashavazar is the mountain in Emer Avek that spread out, that got, that got crashed right by the border of Moab. Moab is referred to in the, in the Torah as Ar. That is where they said Shira. So now if somebody goes back to that spot, to this valley between these mountains, they say Shira. That's what that's a reference to. Okay. Then we mentioned Avne Al Gabish. So what is Avne Al Gabish? My Avne Al Gabish. Tana, it means Avon in the stones, Sha'amdu Al Gavish. They stood for a person, Viyardu Al Gavish, and then they descended for a person. What does that mean? The stones that, that stopped for a person and then that descended for a person. Amdu Al Gavish, they stopped for a person, Zem Moshe. It's a reference to Moshe. Ish Moshe Onav Ma'od. So we see that Moshe is referred to as the Ish. What happened? For the bara to stop. But what happened was his tefillah was answered. There was some bara that was mamish mid air on the way descending from heaven. So what happened? It stopped mid air. So where did it, what happened to it? Later on in Jewish history, it was used. Yehoshua used it. We see Yehoshua is referred to as an ish. What happened was, remember the. The Givonim, who were kind of like the Jews were defending them because they kind of converted. And uh, what happened was there were five nations who were attacking them, and Yeshua went to defend the Givon. And it, it says they were running away from Israel. When they were fleeing the scene, Hashem made these big stones just fall on them. Hashem flung them on them. So, what are these great stones? They're a reference to these very stones that stopped mid air during Moshe's tefillah that Barach had stopped later are descending upon these five nations. Okay, then we have Evan Shabikish Og Lizrok Al Yisrael. This idea that Og was there was a stone that he was planning to throw on the Jewish people, so that's not mentioned in the Torah at all. So the Gemara says the source of that is tradition. Gemara Gemirila, that's just tradition. We don't know of any Pasuk that says such a thing. It's tradition. Amar, he said to himself, Og said to himself, Machna Yisrael Kama how big is the Jewish camp? Tulasa Parsi, it's three parcels. Let me just go. Og is a giant. He says, let me just go uproot a mountain, which is three parses big. I'll throw it upon the Jews. And that's the way that I will kill them. Also, he goes and uproots a mountain, which was three parses. He's carrying it on his head. God descends. He brought it. He descended upon him with a little kamsi. What are these? Like ants? Kamsi usually very small. Like a small little... Yeah, Rashi says, Namalim, ants. So he brings ants, Hashem brings ants, they, they're able to pierce through the, 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 the mountain, they make little holes. It just like kind of crumbles right around his, 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 his throat. So it's stuck on, on his head. 
Fine, so he wants to just pick it up, pick it up above his head. So it's a very strange thing that occurred. His teeth extended to this side, and to this side, but extended out around the mountain. His tremendous knees of his teeth going out. For the Matsi Lamishlafe, he was it was so strong that it locked the mountain in place, he was unable to remove it. This miracle that, that, that occurred is referenced in the Pasuk. It says in Jerusalem, Shine Risham Shibarta. So what does it mean? It doesn't mean you broke the teeth of Rishaim. Shirvavta means to extend. Rashi says, Rashi says that they went all the way down, the teeth grew down, and it locked the mountain in place that he was unable to extend it. So he's just standing there, he's stuck with this mountain above his head that he can't get off. So now what happened was, Moshe Kamahava, how big was Moshe? Eser Amos. Moshe was 10 Amos tall. We learned that because of the way that he was able to erect the Mishkan, which was that tall. Shakal Nargabar Asar Amin, he takes a, uh, a stick, a piece of wood that was, that was 10 Amos, Shavar Asar Amin, he jumps 10 Amos, Umachi Bekursale, he's able to strike him in the, Kursale is like a, it's a part of the leg. This is ankle? Yeah. Okay. The Katle, and he was able with that blow to kill Og Malachabashim. So somebody now sees this mountain, and they make a, uh, evidently the mountain came off eventually, so then they make a, a Baraka on that. Okay. Says the Gemara, Evan Moshe, that one is pretty explicit in the Pasuk. It says, it says in the Pasuk, Moshe's hands were heavy by Yechu Evan, they took a stone by Yisim, they put it under Moshe, by Yashav and he sat on it. So that's when they defeated Amalek. So if somebody sees that, 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 that stone, they make a Baraka. Ishto Shalot. Somebody sees Lot's wife. Shenamar v'tabeti shomayachrav. His wife turned around. Atiyinet siv mal. She turned into a pillar of salt. She turns into a pillar of salt. Okay, uh, and we'll talk about that in a second. Chomat yirichol shenivla and the chomat yirichol that descent that was swallowed. Siv atibol chomat haftal. That the wall of yirichol they couldn't get into yirichol when the Jews were fighting. This is in the time of Yeshua, but it's, it fell. It fell down in his place. So the Gemara asks, We understand all of these because they're all Nisim. Nisim are like something good, something miraculous, and the good sense happens, so, so we make a bracha. Isn't that a punishment? Why? I mean, it's not like she was threatening the Jews. It's just some bad calamity that happened. So why would we thank Hashem for Lot's wife turning to salt? You should, Omer, Ah, so the Gemara, I'm sorry. So the Gemara answers, Who Omer, Dayana, Ames? So the Gemara says, "Amar died by Ames." It's true. You're right. You're not making a bracha. Even though it was grouped together, but we don't really. We're making a different bracha. We're making Diana Ames. It's like we're thinking Hashem for something bad that happened. Okay. So the Gemara says, You can't suggest that. It was listed in the group of blessing that it said. Whenever you see any one of these things, you thank Hashem. So the Gemara says, "Tani alot va'al ishto." We change it not just for 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 wife's, for Lot's wife, but for Lot and his wife. You make two. Al ishto omer baruch dayana ames. Lot omer, but regarding Lot, you say baruch zocheres hasadikim. Blessed is the one who remembers the tzadikim. What does that mean? You're really blessing Hashem for for the what He has done to save Lot. He saved Lot in the schos of Avram, as the pasuk says. So when you see Lot's wife, you make a bracha regarding Lot. That blessed is the one who remembers the tzadikim. And as the pasuk says, Amar Biyochanan, Amar Biyochanan, Afilu B'Shas Kasher Shalom Rochu. Even when Hashem is angry, Zochos Hasadikim, He remembers the tzadikim. Shenamar, Vayi B'Shachlis Alokim Sariyak Kikar. Hashem was destroying the cities there on that plain, the five cities. Vayiskar Alokim Sariyak Avram Hashem and Avram Bishlachas Lot Mishala Mitoch Afecha. He sent out Lot from from the from the from all the madness. So there's a very difficult thing here because we're not seeing Lot, right? We're, 
You want to thank Hashem for amazing how tzaddikim is, you thank Hashem for how tzaddikim. You want to see something about Lot, you would thank Hashem for that? That would make sense. But you're seeing Lot's wife. And when you see Lot's wife, you leave the Gemara saying it's a bad thing. And the Gemara is saying, in, in truth, you're really saying Diana Emma's. But there's also something good. You're saying that you're saying blessing Hashem for the salvation of Lot. But how are you seeing the salvation of Lot when you're seeing Lot's wife's pillar of salt? So, so it seems like a very weak, you know, weak association. It's difficult to understand. But perhaps the idea is that what it means is that you're, you're seeing, we all know about Lot being saved. When you see the pillar of salt, you're seeing how low Lot's family was. This is Lot's wife. It's not, you know, Lot and his wife aren't days apart. Lot's wife happens to turn back. She turned into a pillar of salt. But what you're seeing is the lowness, how low Lot and his family were. And at that moment, you're still, we recall the fact that they were saved. You're like, wow, it's amazing that HaKadosh Baruch Hu would be, was, how good he is to the tzaddikim, that he remembers their schosim even at the time that he's angry. So you see that. That's manifest when you see Lot's, the pillar of salt, how low they were, and still they were saved. That now reflects on the greatness of, of, uh, of, of what Hashem remembers to the, to the tzaddikim, and that's why it warrants a bracha at that time. Okay. So the bottom line is, the last is that a person sees Lot's wife, they make two brachos. They make Dayana Emes, and they say brachos. Then we say, if a person sees the walls of Yericho, which were swallowed. So it sounds like here that they were swallowed into the ground. So the Gemara asks, was it swallowed? They fell. They weren't, they went in, they didn't, they didn't, weren't swallowed. It was when the people heard the sound of the shofar. They gave out a big teruah, and it fell. So the Gemara is saying falling and swallowing seem like two different phenomena. So it says, keep into pussy for The walls were so great that their width and height were the same. They were as wide as they were tall. So how is it going to fall? Falling, there's no way it can fall. If, the, if there's the same dimension, if it, if, it, if it falls, because the height and the width are the same thing, so what, that's not going to do anything. So must mean that it actually was swallowed. So although the Pasuk seems to say fall, but we actually interpret it for swallowed. Says the Gemara. There are four who have to think. Okay, so this is an important Gemara. There are four people, especially, who have to thank Hashem. Now, back in the, when the Beis HaMikdash stood, there was a carbon called the carbon Toda, a carbon which was dedicated to Thanksgiving. Many, we should have understand that any one of the four people here was actually obligated to bring a carbon Toda. Rashi Menachos seems to suggest such a thing. So it's Rikham Lahodos is a real legit thing. There are four occurrences that happen to a person which require them to do something special to thank Hashem. Yarde Hayam, those that go through the sea. Hohim Midbaros, those that go through a desert. Mishaya Cholav and Israpeh, somebody who was uh, sick and he was healed. Mishaya Chavish Bevesa Asurim, and someone who was in jail uh, and got out. He was able to get out. Yarde Hayam. Where do we see those who go through the sea? We quote the pasuk. So here we're looking. All these psukim are from Tehillim Kuf Zayin, and Tehillim Kuf Zayin it goes through the famous pasuk. And there it says that four times in the capital because of a reference to these four separate ones. So we're just quoting through like the beginnings of psukim. Right, they had this big crazy storm at sea. And uh, yeah, it was this big one. By Yomer Yachuv Yenuk Yisikar, they were very dangerous. By Yomer, and then finally it says by Yitzchak Hashem Batzarlem, they cry out to Hashem because Hashem Yotziem Hashem takes them out of their struggle. For Omer Yakum Sar Mama, suddenly the storm stops. For Omer Vayismuchu Yishtoku, then now they're happy that the storm the storm has subsided. And finally, for Omer the pasuk says Yaydu Hashem Chasim Asolav Leyatim that they thank Hashem and they tell about his what he has done to other people. So that's what the people have gone to the sea. Holy Midbar is Minah How do I know for those that go through the Midbar? It says in the pasuk again in that same capital, Tar 
told by Midbar Shimon, they're lost there in the mid in the in the desert. They haven't found a way to civilization. They call out to Hashem. God guides them on a straight path. And then eventually the same thing. So the Pasuk repeats that they thank Hashem. Someone who was sick and was cured. There were those who were totally lost from their sins. Um, and, and then it says, and then and eventually God sent his word and he cures them. And then the same thing, the fourth one, living in the dark, they, they were abandoning Hashem, again, that they cry out to Hashem from there, but God takes them out. So the very, there's obviously a very famous Vilna uh, Gon that said that each of these each of these four things is manifest in, uh, in, in, in when we left Mitzrayim. We went through the sea, we went through the desert, uh, we were sick. It says that all the people who were sick by Matan Torah were, were, were able to get cured. And getting out of jail is obviously like, you know, leaving Mitzrayim was the simplest one. These are the four things. Reminiscent in that in the four cups. He was very into this number four. Uh, the Vilna Gon discussed the four people who are obligated to thank Hashem. So now the Gemara says, "Why Mavarich? How today? What are we doing? You know, we're not bringing a carbon toda." Um, I think he even suggested, if you think about it a little bit deeper, that when a person brings a carbon toda, there's forty loaves of bread, for, or four types of, 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 of ten breads, four different types. And he discussed how each each one of them, of these four people, are found in the four types of bread. My Mavarich, what is the blessing? So Amar Baruch Komel Chasadim Tovah. However, familiar, and the Gra even has this on the side of your Gemara here, that there's a different Nusach, a different text in the Gemara, which is, Baruch Gomel L'chayavim Tovo Shegemalani Kol Tov. So that's uh, the, the way we passed, that we were, that was the Rif's Kirsa, the Rosh's Kirsa. So we recite that Baruch, Baruch Gomel L'chayavim Tov. Amar Abayi V'tzorach Lo'odiyei Kamei Asara. It has to be said in front of ten people. It's not enough to recite the Baruch to oneself, it has to be said in front of ten people. Tehsev Yeromumuhu Om. They replace Hashem amongst the, you know, the Kahal Am. So that passage is right after this. So it says, So you need Bikal Am, so you need a, a, a minion. And from here, Toysa suggests that that's where the minion came from, um, to say it around, around, around Kriya Satora. Okay. Isn't the concept, the underlying concept here, that there was like a nascent of curfew that you were, that you were not, that you got through the Midbar, or that you got through the, but when it comes to make, a by an ace, even if it's for you in a personal place, there you don't need to. Yeah, very interesting. I don't, I don't know, I don't understand so well. As what you're picking up, there these four specific occurrences. It's um, it's 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 now meant to be publicized. It's nothing to do with the location. It's not It's a completely different category unto itself. Moreover. Something I don't fully understand is that, I mean, we talk about this, some of this halakha lamaitza today. It doesn't have to be that a nis happened. Even though the source in Kapitol and Tehillim Kovzayin, if you look clearly, nisim happened, right? They call out Hashem, this and that. But the Arbaot Srikham Laodos, the people who think Hashem halachically, these occurrences of the Hagomel, it doesn't have to be that a nis occurred. It just seems like there was something, you know, where, 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 where even I'll be, so to speak, the Derech Ateva, the Hagomel is also still recited. I mean, it, it has to be an element of danger. And that's where, you know, something is talked about a lot today with people who are flying over airplanes, if it still makes sense that they make a bracha or not. But um, 
I don't know. It seems like it's just its own category unto itself. The people who go through these four experiences of Holchayam and this and that, that they, they make the bracha. I don't know. It's its own category. <laughs> Two of the ten have to be Torah scholars. That's the end of the puzzle. So Zekinim are always a reference to the idea of Tamid Chachamim. So they have to be two Tamid Chachamim who are present. Says the Gemara Maskel for Ravashi, Vayim Akulu Rabbanon. Maybe they all have to be rabbis. I don't even mean maybe it's Rumu Kalamu Moshe Zakinim Yalu. So maybe it's a reference to all of them. So the Gemara says Miksiv Bikal Zakinim. It didn't say Bikal Zakinim. It said Bikal Am. So it's Bikal Am, just regular people. And then Moshe Zakinim that there are some there are some old people. So maybe you need ten regular people and in addition to rabbis. How do you know two of the ten could be rabbis? So the Gemara says. Kasha is in fact a, that's a difficult question, but it's not the halach. Says the Gemara, Rav Yehuda Chalash. Right, this is a very interesting story. Rav Yehuda got sick. It's fucking got better. All the Gabbai got it over. Rabbanu, they all were the rabbis went to visit him. Amalei Barach Rachmanu Diavok Nalon Leavok LaAfra. They said as follows: Not the person who was sick, not Rav Yehuda. The people themselves said, "Blessed is God, blessed Barach Rachmanu, who has given us to you, who has given <coughs> you to us, and He hasn't given you to the dirt." So they're saying a bracha, they're not even saying it in Hebrew. It doesn't even seem like they're, they're saying the exact nusach of the bracha. They're kind of deviating, but they're in general thanking Hashem for the bracha. And Amr Luhu, he says to them, Patrasin yasimilodu, you have exempted me from thanking Hashem. So the Gemara says, what's going on? You have to thank Hashem in front of 10 people. So the Gemara says, there were 10 people. There was a bunch of red people who came to visit him. So the Gemara says, he didn't say the bracha. They were thanking Hashem for the fact that he was saved. But Rav Yehuda himself personally wasn't saying anything. So the Gemara says, Lot Sarech, he didn't need. He answered Amin after them. So here's a very hard concept. If he says Amin, now he's Yote with that. So first of all, there's a couple points just to, to analyze here. Number one is, Amin, people have this confusion. Maybe, I wouldn't say it's based on this Kamara, but people have a confusion that to be Yotzei Yabracha, you need Amin. Amin has nothing to do with being Yotzei Yabracha at all. Yotzei Yabracha happens with Shomei Ka'onet. There's no need to answer Amin after Yabracha to be Yotzei Yabracha. A person should say Amin after they hear Yabracha. That's another Chiyav. But uh, there's no din that a person has in order to be Yotzei Yabracha saying Amin. So the Kamara was bothered here. How is he being Yotzei? And the Kamara says, well, he says Amin. What in the world does that mean? Either he should be Yotze because he listened to the bracha, Shomea Ka'onet, or one can say that it doesn't make sense for him to be Yotze Shomea Ka'onet because the text wasn't for him. It wasn't from his perspective. The person is supposed to say, that Hashem has done good things to me. And he didn't say that. They said, thank you Hashem for saving this person for us. So he's, maybe you could make the argument he can't be Yotze Shomea Ka'onet that way. But then what is this Amen business? So it, it seems that there's a Gemara in Sota, and perhaps this is a source. The Gemara in Sota seems to discuss that there's something called a Mushpami Piachir, where a person can take an oath themselves, or instead of taking an oath themselves, the Gemara in Sota says other people can make an oath towards you, like by the Sota. And the Gemara says, that if a person answers Amen, it's as if they have said it. Now, what's the Chiddush? It's as if they have said it. Because the text isn't from their perspective. That's the Chiddush here of Amen. That a person, by answering Amen, they can affirm the text that's recited, and it's now tantamount as if they change that text to make it work for them. So they say here, blessed is the God who has not given Rav Yehuda to the earth and has given Rav Yehuda to us. By him answering Amen, 
he's transforming that bracha out to his perspective. Thank you, Hashem, for doing it to me. And it's now as if he has said the Hagomel. That's a very interesting perspective. However, the postgames say that it's really another important point, that this is really lit. So in other words, that's why he wasn't Yotze with Shomei Kona alone, because it wasn't the bracha he was supposed to say. But there's a new din of Kola One Amen, Kamar Shuomi this new din that I can transform the perspective of the words by saying the Amen, and that's how he was Yotze. However, some postgames, this is a second point, that they understand there's only specific to Hagoma. And this is where the postgames are talking about. We have a minog, which is not mentioned in the Gemara, that when a person says Hagoma, the crowd is supposed to answer something back. He says, where does that come from, the idea? So they say that Hagoma specifically is that the very purpose of Hagoma is to share the experience. That it's not personal, as we've been struggling, it's not specific that the nace happens, so you would thank Hashem for that nace. That's not the aspect, that's not the angle on Hagoma. Hagoma is that when some the person goes through something, they have to be able to share the Adam to share the experience that people are involved. That's why people is responsive in that regard. So by Hagomel, if other people come in and preempt it, because the crowd comes in, and instead of you saying, thank you, Hashem, for doing it, and they answer or say amen or recognize it, they go themselves and they say, wow, thank you, Hashem, for doing it. And he says, amen, you get to that same point, so to speak, that if he had said the Hagomel, and they would have, and they would have recognized it. So maybe it's something that's very specific to the nature of the brach of Hagomel and wouldn't necessarily work, so to speak, by other brachas. Says the Gemara, Omar, Rav Yudah, Shlosh, there are three people who need a Shomer. They're in danger. They need Shomer. Eloheim, danger from what? From demons. Right, so demons get dangerous for three people. Chola, sick person, you see his mazels down. Chasan and Akala. The reason Chasan and Akala need Shomer is because it actually says they, they, everyone's, there's jealousy that surrounds them. So if there's jealousy that surrounds them, then the demons can strike. So that's why there needs to be a Shomer. The first person who is sick. Chaya, a person who has given birth. Chasan and Kala. Even a mourner. Again, the people are very jealous. They need special protection. There are three things that if a person is, uh, does them in a long way, he enjoys longevity. What are they? Someone who eats for a long time. The reason why that's good is that a lot of, it leaves a lot of opportunity for poor people to come into his house and enjoy from the meal. Someone who, um, who goes to the bathroom for a long time, it's considered um, um, healthy. So then now the Gemara says, he's good to have a long daven. So new daven is very long and he, you know, he expects that, oh, I daven well, so now I'm going to be answered. So he gets let down. So what's going to go on? And the Gemara says even more, there are three things that make a person sins. So there are, actually says, there's a din, is you know you you, you get you get so you're so confident that you have the shluya. So if you know so you get in a fight with your friend, you're confident your friend's going to be punished. And and the third thing is even tefillah, which means that you daven, you expect to be answered. So you, so 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 bad things happen. So is it true that if you daven for a long time, it's good, or is it bad? So the Gemara says, and we really have this It Depends whether you expect it. It's good to daven. It's not good to expect because you daven so long that necessarily you will be answered.